Hello, it's Bonnie back with you again and thanks for listening to The Leader Coronavirus Daily. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining. Please do subscribe and share us through your podcast provider and if you have a moment, give us a rating too. Now, from The Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader Coronavirus Daily. Bonnie Christian, London's West End is set for a European makeover. This is something we're trying to do for a very temporary period of time while the sun shines, if the sun shines as well, by the way. I mean, if it's very wet, this is a bit, it'll all be a bit of a damp squib. The show must go on in Soho and leading that campaign is Soho Summer Street Festival's John James, who says a fast track into alfresco dining is just the ticket. And the Black Lives Matters movement will be marked with all the player names on the back of the shirts being replaced by Black Lives Matter. And there'll also be a logo uh, on shirts for the rest of the season. Football's back. After 100 days of no matches, the evening standards Dan Kilpatrick tells us how the league's responding to calls to improve diversity and keep players safe in a pandemic. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader, Coronavirus Daily. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, big swathes of London are to transform into European-style alfresco areas. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. The West End will take on a European feel this summer as a radical plan aims to rescue Soho's pubs, cafes and restaurants. Alfresco dining will replace cars on dozens of the district's streets. Our editorial column says the bold move will revitalise the area and lift the city's spirits. The plan to give the West End a continental-style makeover by relaxing licensing rules is an uplifting idea that should help to revive both spending and Londoners' spirits over the summer. 
The evening closure of some roads should further enhance the atmosphere. It's vital to support the hospitality industry at such a critical time. And it's hoped these changes form a template for longer-term change. That's particularly so in central London, where vitality, entertainment and enjoyment are a critical part of what makes this one of the world's greatest cities. So raise a glass and look forward to some hopefully sunny outdoor dining and drinking. After the curtains closed on London's West End three months ago, behind the scenes there's been a huge push to save the district's famed cafes, pubs and restaurants ahead of an eventual opening night for theatres. Leading the charge is John James, Managing Director of Soho Estates, whose delighted Westminster City has heard their calls. He joins me now. John, is alfresco dining enough to help the West End recover? Well, I think there's one, two things that are very good that's come out of this. It's number one, it is, it is West End wide. It's the, it's the fact it's Westminster wide. And let's just analyse why we're doing it. The only reason we're doing it is because if you can get more space outside, you can get more covers and then you can become viable. And if you can't get outside and you can't get more covers, a man with 20-seat, 50-seat restaurant cannot survive with 20 seats. He, he, he will not open. And the longer he does not open, the harder it will be to regain, to come back to business. This is something we're trying to do for a very temporary period of time, while the sun shines, if the sun shines as well, by the way. I mean, this, I mean if it's very wet, this is a bit, it'll all be a bit of a damp squib. But the idea being, you're outside to, to conform with the current rules of social distancing, to allow yourself to have a viable chance of survival when hospitality can return. Where do we go from here? What's What do you hope the next steps will be? Financially, my task is to make sure that our tenants, my task is to get them through to Christmas. Right? We've got a June quarter, which we know we will not be paid. I mean, nobody's earning any money. They're going to be very difficult to pay rents. So we postpone our rent or we, we forego our rent or we discuss our rent, which we've done with every tenant. And if I can make sure that the most vulnerable are supported and we get them through to December, then they will have a chance of survival. And the, the consequences of failure is that when businesses fail, they don't, they're not replaced in, instantly. You know, there's a, there's a lag. We'll, we'll see lots of boarded up shops for 18 months to two years because that's how long it'll take before people refinance. And, and don't forget, what that means is the people who've gone, their life, their, their life interest has gone with it. The things they've striven for, their family, their dependents, their staff, gone. All of it's gone. And those are the unemployment figures that will be staring us in the face shortly. But if you could just try to save a few, any one would do me because I, I fear for the area as a whole um, because its strength was small independent businesses and the small independent businesses are, are in fact its weakness now. That's a fact. Those old pubs that have fed into Soho's scene, um, they've been there for hundreds of years. Do you think it's something that they can get through? The actual DNA of, of Soho is, is hospitality. So all the pubs that you see up and down Soho, they will have to put tables outside their pubs so you can sit at a table. So you won't be able to stand for And that will continue until this, this, this thing is over. So you won't get that street scene of people stood outside a pub for a long time. But if you can get tables and chairs out into the street, then you as a pub 
can trade and you can do some business, right? You know, the pubs are, the pubs probably are the most vulnerable because it is a pub experience is kind of more of a standing in the street or standing experience. So they're going to be very quite vulnerable to this, I think. Next. The Premier League and FA have both said they won't sanction or punish players for political activism relating to the Black Lives Matters campaign. How football's return will mark the Black Lives Matter movement. It's been 100 days since the last Premier League clash, but tonight football returns with a crunch double header between Manchester City and Arsenal. But there'll be no fans screaming from the stands. Instead, they'll be streamed into the stadium. And as the league grapples with a pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement is also sparking calls for deeper change within the sport. The Evening Standard's Dan Kilpatrick joins me now. Dan, how will the teams be marking the Black Lives Matter movement from tonight? The Black Lives Matters movement will be marked in the first round of games with all the player names on the back of the shirts being replaced by Black Lives Matter. And there'll also be a logo uh, on shirts for the rest of the season. So the names will only be replaced for the first 12 fixtures and then the logo will be on shirts. You can also see players taking a knee tonight. All clubs have said... It's up to the players and, and they're all very supportive. And the Premier League and FA have both said they won't sanction or punish players for political activism relating to the Black Lives Matters campaign. And what discussions are happening at the moment to improve diversity within the Premier League? Well, Richard Masters, the Premier League chief executive, was asked about this at length in a video conference yesterday. And he was reluctant to, to set targets on the hoof, as he put it. So he didn't want to be drawn on diversity quotas or targets, but he did say that discussions are ongoing with clubs and that the Premier League is committed to those discussions. Um, it's difficult to say at the moment what will happen, obviously, but the calls for more diversity across sports and particularly in football are growing. Um, so it's, it's really quite a bleak picture in terms of BAME representation in management positions and in coaching positions as well. Uh, the Premier League have said that they are not in discussions to implement the Rooney Rule, which the EFL has. That would require clubs to interview at least one BAME candidate when they're selecting a new head coach. Um, but obviously, this issue is, is growing in importance. Players are increasingly speaking out. Um, figures in the game are increasingly speaking out. So I think you know, we are going to see some action on this soon. Not to mention that the government promised a sports governance review and could set uh, diversity quotas or targets themselves and, and impose them on sports governing bodies like the Premier League and FA. And things are looking pretty different to how we left them. What can the players and the fans expect from the game post-lockdown? Each Premier League club will have a fan wall on their big screen. So I think it's 16 fans per team can apply to kind of be on the big screens via Zoom and it will be them uh, watching the game. So kind of like a, a goggle box of them uh, reacting to the action. Fans can, can add fake crowd noise if they wish to or they can just listen to the players and a manager uh, shouting and, and and that'll be quite novel for some supporters so it'll be a very different uh, Premier League.
And that's the leader, Coronavirus Daily. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standards live blog at standard.co.uk. And we also have morning briefings available at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. We'll see you tomorrow at 4pm.